The Senate passes the two-step funding bill ahead of the government shutdown deadline. And with holiday shopping in full swing, Amazon is warning customers scams are on the rise. The Morning Rundown starts now. From the Straight Arrow News Studio, bringing the stories that matter to you from across the United States and around the world, this is the Morning Rundown. Today is Thursday, November 16th. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. With a bipartisan vote of 87 to 11 Wednesday night, the Senate passed House Speaker Mike Johnson's two-tiered short-term funding bill to avert a government shutdown before this weekend's deadline. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called it a very good night for the country. I have good news for the American people. This Friday night, there will be no government shutdown. Thank you. Because of bipartisan cooperation, we are keeping the government open without any poison pills or harmful cuts to vital programs. A great outcome for the American people. Johnson's laddered continuing resolution cleared the GOP-led House Tuesday night with more Democrats than Republicans voting in favor of it. In the Senate, 10 Republicans and one Democrat voted against the bill, which now heads to President Joe Biden's desk. The White House said the president would sign the bill if it passed the Senate. The short-term bill will fund part of the government, including agriculture, transportation, and veterans' affairs departments, through January 19th of next year, and funding for the remaining parts of government, including the state and defense departments, would last until February 2nd. Along with no spending cuts, the two-step bill does not include aid for Israel and Ukraine, humanitarian assistance, or border security. President Biden met with Chinese President Xi Jinping in California in their first face-to-face meeting in more than a year amid growing tensions between the two countries. Lasting four hours, the two leaders discussed several topics, including artificial intelligence, climate change, the Middle East, and Taiwan. In a press conference after the summit, President Biden focused on progress made on two key objectives, resuming talks between the country's military forces and cracking down on the flow of fentanyl into the United States. Today, build on the groundwork related over the past several months of high-level diplomacy between our teams. We've made some important progress, I believe. First, I'm pleased to announce that after many years of being On hold, we are restarting cooperation between the United States and PRC on counter-narcotics. Secondly, and this is critically important, we're reassuming military-to-military contacts, direct contacts. As a lot of you press know, follow this, that's been cut off and it's been worrisome. That's how accidents happen, misunderstandings. So we're back to direct, open, clear, direct communications. For military matters, plans include Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin speaking with his counterpart once China names a new Minister of Defense. As for fentanyl, an administration official says a plan is in the works for China to take action against companies that make precursors to the deadly drug. Though the two leaders did not see eye to eye on every subject, she called China's relationship with the U.S. the most important bilateral one in the world, saying turning our backs on each other is not an option. President Biden said it was some of the most constructive and productive discussions the two have had. 
The United Nations Security Council passed a resolution Wednesday calling for humanitarian pauses in the fighting in Gaza to allow aid for civilians and for the release of all hostages taken by Hamas. The vote was not unanimous as three countries, the United States, the United Kingdom and Russia abstained from the vote. The U.S. and the U.K. were critical that the resolution did not condemn the October 7th terror attacks by Hamas on Israel. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, says she was horrified that some members of the council cannot condemn the attacks. Russia, which continues to battle Ukraine in its own war, said the resolution should have called for a ceasefire. Both Palestinian and Israeli officials responded to the council's actions. The Palestinian UN ambassador saying the council should have called for a ceasefire by now, saying what is happening in Gaza is a failure of humanity of terrifying magnitude. The Israeli deputy UN ambassador saying the council's resolution was, quote, detached from the reality on the ground. New Hampshire is set to hold the first 2024 presidential primary on January 23rd following the Iowa caucuses, despite the plans of the Democratic National Committee. Though holding the first primary of the election is a state tradition in New Hampshire, the DNC planned for South Carolina to hold the first primary this time around, with President Biden recommending more diverse states to be in the early lineup. New Hampshire Secretary of State Republican David Scanlon has the authority to set the primary date. He says he plans on following the state's law. Biden did not put his name on the ballot in New Hampshire, anticipating the state would hold an unsanctioned Democratic contest, though there are rumblings of his supporters running a write-in campaign. There could also be future ramifications from New Hampshire's decision, as the DNC could refuse to count the state's delegates at the Democratic convention. With holiday deals around the corner, Amazon is sending a warning to its users to watch out for scams this season. The online retail giant says it has seen a jump in criminal activity targeting Amazon consumers and is warning everyone to be diligent. The company saying scammers are trying to access consumers' Prime accounts using scam emails, text messages, and phone calls. Specifically, according to Amazon, email attachment scams in which fraudsters pose as an Amazon support team member, sending consumers attachments saying action is needed within their account, have doubled in the second half of 2023. Amazon says it has shut down more than 45,000 phishing websites and 15,000 phone numbers that scammers use. Finally this morning, if you're looking to get away this holiday season, Sir Richard Branson has the perfect destination for you. It'll just cost more than $5,000 a night. The business mogul is opening the doors to his 74-acre private island, Necker Island, in the Caribbean for anyone who is willing to pay. For stays between November 18th to the 25th and December 11th to the 20th, Rates start at $5,400 a room. If you want to go closer to Christmas, that'll cost a little more at $5,850 a night. The island has a total of 24 rooms. Past visitors who have stayed on Branson's Island include actress Kate Winslet and former President Barack Obama. These are your top stories for this Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to the Morning Rundown newsletter to get the top stories each weekday morning. Just go to san.com rundown to sign up. Unbiased, straight facts, that's Straight Arrow News. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.